Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road, and we're excited. I got my partner, Daryl Spicer, with me, and he's excited too. I'm excited because we're going to bring trailer trucking to the radio. We're a couple old trailer truckers, and our ministry is to the driver. But you know, that's the way it started, but all of a sudden we figured it out. It's not a truck driving ministry, it's a whosoever ministry. So we're going to hopefully enlighten you a little bit about the trucking industry, but more importantly, we want to bring Jesus to the drivers out there on the road and to you. So come right along with us in the cab for Church on the Road. up I'm driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels Lord that's the lonely sound I spend all day chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two crumb stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever to the day that I die I said hey This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn and Chaplain Daryl Spicer, and we'd like to get in and ride along with you for a little while. Just share some great music from our good friend James Payne, and he's got a testimony he's going to share with us on today's program. So, Daryl, let's get in the cab. Yeah, you get in the cab. I want to jump back here in the bunk. This driver here has a store-bought truck. Look at the size of this refrigerator. I think he's got an ice maker. Oh, we're going to make us some slushies.
So, so driver, it's going to be an awesome time. Put this thing in the big hole, put her on cruise, and let's go down the road. You're going to love what you're going to hear today. Well, I mean, James Payne has written thousands of songs. I mean, what an artist he is. What a man of God he is. He's preached all over the world, and he sang all over the world. And we've got a real treat for you. He's got two songs that we're going to play of his that is on our Lonesome Road Volume 2 CD. So here's the first one, and I know you're going to love it, The Flag. George Washington carried me across the Delaware I was raised on Iwo Jima With bombs bursting in the air I was at the Alamo Down in San Antonio It looked like I would fall that day But Texas kept fighting on I am the flag I'm the old red, white and blue They call me old glory Cause I've been tried and true I stand for liberty I've been hated and I've been praised Though they burn me in the streets Oh, I will still be raised I am America I'm faded and I'm warm But I'm still flying high Cause I weathered every storm I will not die I was born to fly I am the flag I'm in the hands of every mother Whose loved one paid the price They draped me over heroes Fought and gave their life I'm waving over Arlington That sacred field of stone I'm the voice of the fallen That never made it home I am the flag I'm the old red, white and blue They call me old glory Cause I've been tried and true I stand for liberty I've been hated and I've been praised Though they burn me in the streets Oh, I will still be raised I am America I'm faded and I'm worn But I'm still flying high Cause I've weathered every storm I will not die I was born to fly I am the flag I stood beside Abe Lincoln That day at Gettysburg Four score, seven years ago Greatest words I ever heard It seems somehow forgotten Here in the USA The blood that was shed So I can proudly wave I will not die I was born to fly I am the flag 
the flag. That's James Payne. And James's wife, Lori, helped him write that song. So well, He needs a lot of help. Yeah, he needs a lot of help, all right. Yeah. Uh, James Payne has been around for a long time. Matter of fact, Daryl is the one that introduced me to James Payne, and I really appreciate that, brother. It's been a big boost in our ministry having James Payne on board. He has helped me tremendously. James is an awesome man of God. He is who he says he is. Now, he doesn't have any feelings, and he don't think you should have any either. <laughs> I mean, he'll tell you how the cow eat the cabbage in a heartbeat, but he does it because he loves people. He loves this ministry, Lonesome Road Ministries, what it's done out there in the industry for the last 18 years in the trucking industry. And James came up here to Karma a few years ago. Yeah, it was about five years ago. Yep, and we have a uh, conference every year. And James came up here, I invited him, and I, I didn't think he'd come. I mean, what does he want to do with a bunch of old truck drivers? Right. But you know what? He came up here and he said, I've never seen a ministry like this before. The world needs to know about Lonesome Road Ministries because he has a heart for the truck driver. And he's told stories about how he's been down in truck stops and drivers come up to him and say, man, you James Payne, I heard you on Lonesome Road Ministry CDs. Yeah. You know. We've made him world famous. Almost. Almost. <laughs> no, James has been around a lot of years. And uh, he again, he's an awesome man of God. He tells the truth. He tells it like it is. And to be honest with you, he's a man's man. Yeah, he is. He really is. James had a song back in the 90s, I think, that crossed over into the country charts. And this song here is one of, well, it's one of my favorite James Payne songs and. And a lot of you out there have probably heard this song, maybe on a country station, yeah. years ago. Years ago, yeah. yeah. And uh, this song is on our new Lonesome Road Volume 2 song. James allowed us to put two of his songs on there. And uh, when I asked him how much it would cost us, he said, it ain't going to cost you nothing because I'm doing it for the ministry. And that's the kind of man James Payne is. He, he wants to help people. He so, does. And this song uh, that I'm talking about is a song called The Night Jack Daniels Met John 316. We've all had some of that old number seven, <laughs> but we sure needed a lot more of John 316 in their lives. Amen. Amen. I remember when I gave my heart to the Lord, nobody had to tell me I needed to get rid of that spirit. And I came home a couple of days after I gave my heart to the Lord, and I got that half a gallon of gentleman Jack Daniels. That's $50 a half a gallon. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. I ain't going to say I didn't have a tear when I poured it out <laughs> out there in the woods, but I knew in my heart of hearts, like the word said, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So you had a, a John 316 met Jack Daniels experience. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, let's play the song, okay? Go for it, brother. All right, here you go. James Payne, the night Jack Daniels, Met John 3.16 I remember the night The end of my road In a motel in Nashville Searching for hope in my hand was a Bible I read as a child But on the table was a bottle It was driving me wild 
poured the whiskey into the glass I prayed it would help me forget my past Then I read how Jesus died on that tree And I poured out the whiskey and I fell down on my knees And that night old Jack Daniels met John 3.16 God's word broke the hold that he had over me I traded Tennessee whiskey for Calvary's tree That night old Jack Daniels Met John 3.16 Now when I see those old friends That I used to know down at that old place where I used to go They tell me I'm different than I used to be Oh, and I love to tell them what happened to me John 3.16 God's word broke the hope that he had over me I traded Tennessee whiskey for Calvary's tree That night old Jack Daniels met John 3.16 That night old Jack Daniels met John 3.16 Hey Daryl, how about one more song by James Payne? Go for it, brother. Call me and the soul guitar We got bruises And we got scars We broke strings We broke hearts Me And the soul guitar One day They'll put us both Another singer will take our place But till then we'll travel on Cause there's still one more song left in me And the soul guitar
and the soul guitar We played churches And we played bars Amazing grace And your cheating heart All me And the soul guitar One day They'll put us both away Another singer Will take our place But till then We'll travel on Cause there's still One more song left in me And this old guitar One day They'll put us both away Another singer Take our place But till then We'll travel on Cause there's still One more song left in me And the soul guitar One day They'll put us both away Another singer We'll take our place But till then We'll travel on Cause there's still One more song left in me And the soul guitar Yeah, there's still One more song left in me And the soul guitar Alright friends, I know you enjoyed that. That's James Payne, and that's off his brand new CD, Sacred Ground. And that's a song called Old Guitar. And James Payne wrote that song. He's a great singer-songwriter. And he, what a great testimony he has. And we've got that testimony for you on today's program, and we're going to share that with you. This was actually recorded at Daystar Television. James Payne has been on every Christian television program that there is, and he shared his testimony all over the world. And we get calls for this testimony all the time, people wanting more copies of this to share with their family, their friends, and their neighbors. So if you want to get more copies of this, you give us a call here at 618-383-2107 or log on to jamespainministries.com and check out his website. James is big on Facebook now and Twitter. He is getting into social media. He's got a brand new CD out you need to get a copy of. So log on to his website or look him up on Facebook and give him a shout. He'll be glad to talk to you. Now here's that testimony of James Payne. I just came from uh, Tyler, Texas, the great Tyler Metro Church there with Brother Jerry and Martha Phelps and the wonderful people there. Came in, we had a powerful revival. People were saved. And 
glory of God was in every service. And uh, that's how God has brought me from where I was to where I am today. While I was preaching Monday night, my first granddaughter was born at 8.01 while I was preaching. Cadence Noel Payne, Mark's uh, second child, and uh, has a little boy named Spencer. And uh, God's just really been good to me. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I was the eighth of nine children born to Frank and Lucy Payne. And, uh, you know, my mom and dad did the best they could, but the best they could was dad working at the factory and, uh, you know, sometimes not making enough money. So mom would take in ironings. And, and later on in my dad's life, just because of depression from all the things that he'd been through, alcohol and other things, uh, he committed suicide, uh, laid down in the floor on a Sunday afternoon and took the gun and ended his life. I was in my, in my 30s at that time, pastoring a church and got the call on a Sunday afternoon. My dad had ended his life. And uh, suicide and alcohol and things of that nature has been in our family for years. And, and that's kind of how, you know, how my life was when I was 13 years old living in that kind of life, I took my first drink of alcohol at, at uh, well, at 11 years of age, I took my first drink of alcohol. And, and you know, that seems young until you consider that the, the statistics today is 40% of 11 year olds in America are experimenting with alcohol. And uh, I, I began to drink and you know, I never intended to be an alcoholic. But before I was 17 years of age, I was an alcoholic. I drank uh, a quart of alcohol sometimes a day, mm. just trying to deal with what was going on inside. And uh, I tell people all the time, there's seven things in life that I know for sure. And the first thing is sin does not satisfy. And you always have to have more sin and more powerful sin. So after the alcohol, when I turned 13, uh, heroin was making its scenes in America and I started shooting heroin. 13 years of age, My became goodness. a heroin addict, had to have it every day. That led me to, to dealing drugs and selling drugs and because I couldn't afford it without doing that. Uh, in, in, that was in, uh, you know, the 60s and and I was spending $175 a day just on heroin to put into my veins. Mm. And uh, the second thing I know for sure is Romans 1.16 says the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And I remember we lived behind a Baptist church, but nobody in our family went to church or had been to church or read the Bible or anything, no prayers or anything in our home. And back then we didn't have Christian television. And the only one on television was like Oral Roberts or Billy Graham or someone like that. And so my mom asked me to go to the Baptist church for, they were having vacation Bible school. She thought maybe they could help me. So I went there and walked in and they put me in Miss Lou Ellen's class. Now, Miss Lou Ellen could have been a general in the military. And I walked in 13 years old, attitude, al you know, drinking alcohol, smoking, uh, shooting drugs at 13. I walked in, I started cursing. 
I lit up a cigarette in the vacation Bible school. I lit up a cigarette. I'd never been to church. So I didn't know how to act. Okay, that's you know, for sure. Lit Obvious. that cigarette up, and Miss Llewellyn came over, and she smacked that cigarette out of my mouth, grabbed me by the shirt, jerked me up, got right in my face, and she said, James Payne, Jesus Christ loves you. Just like that. And, and Marcus, although that wasn't a sermon, from that night until the night I got saved, no matter how high I was, no matter how much drugs I took, when I'd lay down at night and everything get real quiet, I'd hear Miss Llewellyn say, James Payne, Jesus Christ loves you. Thank God. Hallelujah. I never was able to get away from that gospel that was preached to me in that one sentence. Praise the Lord. And I knew that Jesus loved me and that maybe somewhere in my life, Jesus could turn me around. And yes. I was in a, I was in a bar shooting pool with a friend drinking and a girl walked by. I was, I was 16 years old and the girl walked by and she was real pretty. And I told the guy I was shooting pool with, I said, I'm going to marry her. I never met her, didn't know her. I, I just knew something inside me knew that my, my wife. And uh, this coming November, I'll celebrate my 44th wedding anniversary with that girl that walked by <laughs> that window. Miss and, Ruby. Miss Ruby. And, 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 and yeah. And, That's wonderful. And, and what I really want to get over to people is when God has a purpose or a destiny for your life, he'll just set up things that'll change your life. And I walked out of the <clears throat> ballroom and I followed her home. And... Uh, you know, we started talking and then uh, she said, well, you know, in order for you to uh, date me, you're going to have to meet my grandmother. And her grandmother was a Pentecostal preacher, Granny wow. Green. Wow. <laughs> and so I never will forget. She said, you got to come meet my grandmother. So I went to meet Granny Green. And when I got there, uh, first thing Granny Green said to me, boy, do you know Jesus? First thing she said. And, and that was the second time I'd heard about Jesus. And I said, no, ma'am. And she reached over, Mark, she took me and she prayed real loud. She grabbed me with one hand and put the other hand up. And she prayed, I, be, I tell you, hell trembled when she prayed. She said, Father, she prayed just a last, Father, save him and call him to preach. That's what wow. she said. Well, she's in heaven and, and I've been in the ministry preaching now for 34 years Praise full time. The Praise mm -hmm. the Lord. Because the Lord. Of, of Granny Green's prayers. Thank God. What but did the, you think at that moment when she prayed that? Because you, had, you hadn't seen anything like that before. Oh, no, it scared the devil out of me. I mean, <laughs> I mean. Uh, well, that's what you needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I needed the devil scared out of me. Now, I told my, my, my wife, Ruby, I said, your grandmother's crazy. I said, I don't ever want to see her again. And then I went home that night and I laid down and I was, I was drunk. I'd shot a bunch of drugs that day. And I thought, I'm waiting for Miss Llewellyn to say, James Payne, Jesus loves you. And then I can go to sleep. I'm hearing this. And right after I heard that, then I heard, Father, save him and call him to preach. And that just was in my spirit, mm -hmm. in my spirit. And, but I kept, you know, kept taking drugs, going into drugs and, uh, trying to kill myself. I just wanted to end my life. I did nothing good. And, and, uh, so I kept taking drugs and now did Ruby know you were doing all of this. 
Ruby knew I was after we got married. So I kind of hid it till okay. we got married. Then, okay. you know, and uh, if she'd had any real sense, she would have left me because, you know, I was not just a drug addict. Uh, I'm ashamed of some of the things I did. You know, I'd push her around and, and, and I treated her, you know, like a drug addict, you know, treats people without any respect. And I, I'm ashamed of that in my life. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I would just go out and get on a binge and stay out for days. And, and one time I went fishing, I shot a bunch of drugs and, and, and drank a bunch of alcohol and I was out, you know, nobody knew where I was and my appendix ruptured and I laid out in this field for two days Lord. from, from, from an overdose of drugs and some hunters found me and, and, uh, gangrene had set up all in my body mm. by that time. And you should have died. I should have died. I should have been dead, but, but God had a purpose and, and, and that's what many of you watching today around the world, you need to realize no matter what's going on in your yes, life, yes, God has yes, a purpose and yes. God has a destiny. Hallelujah. God loved you so much that he raised up Christian television so we could come to where you are and tell you about Jesus that can bring you from where you are that's right. to where he is. And, and Marcus, I, I went in the hospital and they did surgery and, and uh, I didn't get any better. They did a second surgery. And after the second surgery, they sewed me back up and they brought me back to my room and told my family to get ready because I would not live through the night. How old were you mm. at this point? I was uh, 18 years old. And uh, I want to tell you something else I know for sure. The third thing I know for sure is there's life after death. Because mm -hmm. somewhere around midnight in that hospital bed, all the monitors on my body stopped. My spirit lifted up out of my body and was suspended over the bed in the corner of the room. Hmm. And you and were I, looking down I yourself. could see my body. I could see the doctors. Goodness gracious. Checking my body. I could see the monitors that were, were stopped. I could see my mother and my wife who they'd called in <clears throat> laying over my body, weeping and crying. I could see all this going on and I thought it was a dream, but it was a reality. And after, you know, a period of time here, they emptied the room, unhooked the monitors, pulled the sheet up over my body and left me, I guess, for the morgue. And at this time, they turned the light off in the room and it got dark and this long tunnel appeared. And I'm going to tell you the fourth thing I know for sure. There is a hell. Hmm. Because flames came up in that tunnel. My God. And up out of those flames came the most horrible creature that I've ever seen in my life. And he was laughing and it was echoing in this tunnel. And I remember the words that he said. He said, we've got you now. Hmm. We've got you now. And that's how close I was to going into eternity without Christ, without Jesus. And the fifth thing I know for sure, there is a Jesus. Yes. Because he walked in that room and when he walked in that room, that tunnel disappeared and I floated back down into my body and, and, and woke up and I thought it was a dream. But standing at the right foot of that bed, was the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise I didn't Lord. see his face, but I saw the nail prints in his hands. Hallelujah. And he reached out, Marcus, to a drug addict and a drunk that never did one good thing in his life. 
I never did one good thing in my life. I had nothing to offer the Lord. There's no reason in the natural Jesus should have walked in that room except he saw something nobody else could see. Yes, hallelujah. He knew something nobody else knew and he was going to do something nobody else could do. And he touched me on my right foot and he said these words. He said, I am going to raise you up And you are going to carry the gospel around the world. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Around the the world. I never preached, never been out of town, (laughs) never, never even been to church when Jesus told me that. And just as sure and quick as he came, he left the room and the nurse came in, I guess to get me ready for the morgue. And I said, what are you doing? And she screamed. She screamed. I think I would have screamed She couldn't believe that I was alive. My wife came back in and my mother and all the family that was there, I emptied the room. I said to my wife, I said, I want you to come. I want to talk to you. This is hard for me to tell you. This is tough for me to tell. Thank you, Jesus. She came in the room. I said, listen, Jesus was here. He appeared at the right foot of my bed. And he told me he's going to raise me up and I'm going to carry the gospel around the world. I mean, you got to know this woman was living with a drug addict and you got to know that that was so unbelievable to her. But, but she, you know, I said, I want you to go home and I want you to come back in the morning. God's going to do something in my life. And so she went home that night. She hadn't been home in days. I'd been there about 21 days, I think. She hadn't been home in days. She went home. And, and listen, the next morning when I woke up, I was looking for my cigarettes. Now, how people ask me all the time, you mean you saw Jesus and you died and you saw hell and you still want to smoke? Yeah, because I wasn't delivered yet. And I was looking for my cigarettes and I pulled the, the table over and I found a Gideon Bible. I never had read the Bible in my life. I never had even held a Bible in my hand. Amazing. And I, and I got that Bible out and it didn't have any introduction or anything. It just, I just opened it up like this and it was the first page of the Bible, Genesis. And I read Genesis 1-1 and it said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And I thought, God, you've been here all along. Yes. You've been God. here all along from the beginning. And I don't know why. I just closed the Bible and I And I said, Lord, I don't know why you want somebody like me. I've never done one good thing in my life. But I just slipped my hand up. I was just skin draped over bones. I weighed about 103 pounds at that time, just skin draped over bones. Mm. I, I lifted my hand up and I said, Lord, I don't know why you want me, but if you want me, here I am. Yes, yes, yes. And Marcus, the sixth thing I know Jesus satisfies because I've never had peace in my life. I was tormented, not one minute of peace in my life. But when Jesus walked into my heart, not the room, into my heart, and when he touched me that day, from that day to this day, I've had peace that passes all understanding. I've had joy unspeakable and full of glory. I've had a reason for living from the moment that Jesus walked in that room and saved my soul. 
And you know, you may be watching now and you may be, you may be bound or you may have someone in your family that's bound. I was praying today in the studio here and I, I saw mothers with kids on drugs and I saw mothers with kids in gangs and I saw mothers with, with, with sons that, that, that didn't know the Lord and husbands and wives that are away from God. And I thought, oh, Lord, let your anointing that touched me in that hospital, yes. let it reach out through this camera around the world today yes, yes. and let people know that the same Jesus that saved me is the same Jesus that can save them. And you know, Marcus, I know one more thing for sure. The seventh thing I know for sure is that Jesus can heal and Jesus can deliver. Yes, amen. Because what the doctors couldn't do, the doctors told me I couldn't live, but I'm still alive 41 Praise years later. Yes. I'm still Praise alive. Thank God for doctors. They kept me alive, but Jesus healed me. I want you to know if you're sick today, I, I love doctors and many of my friends are doctors, but you know something? Sometimes doctors reach the end of their ability, That's but right. there's still a Jesus that knows how to heal. And Marcus, he touched me. He touched me. I, it felt like warm oil Thank went from God. my head down to my feet. I and I got up out of the bed for the first time in 21 days and walked down the hall that day with my wife. And I've been healed since that day. Praise God Lord. healed Hallelujah. my body and I've been Hallelujah. healed since that day. I never smoked another cigarette. I no longer needed the drugs. Thank you, Jesus. I was delivered. Thank God for programs. There's 12-step programs and all kind of programs for people today. But you know something? There's a one-step program. And that's when you step to Jesus and yes, Jesus steps yes, to you yes, yes. and you find what you're looking for. You see, Hallelujah. I found what I couldn't find in Jack Daniels. I found what I couldn't find in that needle. Marcus, I got out of the hospital and I went to church the Calvary Church of God in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Brother Billy Fowler, he's been there as pastor almost 57 years now. Incredible. Mighty man of God, just a mighty man of God. Went to his church, walked in. I had my drugs in one pocket. I had a pistol under my belt because I was a drug dealer. I had alcohol. I had my cigarettes. I took all of it to church with me. And I couldn't wait for him to quit preaching. He, he just preached and he was, I couldn't wait for the altar call. I just want to get saved. I just want to get, you know, I just want to make this thing public. And he gave the altar call and I went down to the Calvary Church of God and I laid my pistol, my shells and my drugs and my alcohol. And I laid it all there on that altar. Thank you, Jesus. And I walked away Thank you, a free man. Praise and you know, all Lord. Jesus, all Jesus is waiting on is for many of you yes. to understand and realize that he's what you're looking for. That's right. And you're not going to find what you're looking for anywhere else but in Jesus. In Romans 10, 13, he said, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes. Brother Marcus, I go back to that altar every year in that little church, the same altar still there. And I kneel down at that altar and I say, Lord, if I hadn't been pleasing to you, help me to be pleasing to you in the months that are ahead. That altar still there. That is so good. And God still meets me there every time I go there. 
You know, Marcus, I believe God's anointed me today to take people's requests, hold them in my hand, and ask God to save your lost loved ones, to deliver your lost loved ones, to heal sick bodies. In this meeting in Tyler that I just came out of, tremendous miracles there. People would stand for someone that was sick and growths left their body before the meeting was over. Amazing. God is still alive, folks. He's still on the throne. Now I want to thank you and Daystar for allowing me to come and be part of this ministry, not just, you know, being here, but be a partner. When I sow into this ministry, I'm blessed. When I give to this ministry, God prospers me. He took me from that altar around the world now. Over 5,000 crusades and our ministry continues Incredible. to reach out and touch lives. I was cleaning out the attic after Grandpa passed away Laying there in the corner was a dusty fiddle case I popped those rusty hinges and I began to cry Cause there was Grandpa's fiddle laying silently inside I reached for the fiddle, I rousened up the bowl I began to play those old songs he taught me years ago The old rugged cross and amazing grace That old fiddle still remembers every song Grandpa played Underneath the velvet in that old fiddle case I found the note Grandpa wrote before he passed away Said, son, if you're reading this, I'm already home Now it's up to you to keep the music playing on Standing here today with this fiddle in my hand I can almost see my grandpa over in the promised land Somehow I know he's listening in that land so far away So until I join him, I'll let the music play
friend, are you lost? Do you not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says uh, in John chapter 3, verse 3, that we must be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you're not sure, if you don't know Jesus, if you've never asked him into your heart, then I'm going to give you a chance to pray a prayer of salvation right now, and God's going to save you. That's right. You don't have to go to church to get saved. I got saved in the cab of a semi-truck out on the road driving 65 mile an hour down the highway and Jesus Christ come into my life and save me and he can do the same for you right now if you'll believe in your heart and trust in him the Bible says in uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. That word justified, we can be justified with Jesus Christ, and justified is just if I'd never sinned, and that's what Jesus Christ is going to do to you if you believe with all your heart and confess with your mouth. He's going to save you. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and and Gentile, the same Lord is Lord over all and richly blesses all who call on him. All means all and that's all it means. There's no difference between Jews and Gentiles. And Jesus Christ wants to come into your life right now and save you. If you'll pray a simple prayer of salvation and ask him into your heart, he's going to save you. Pray with me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Pray this simple little prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. I want to give my life totally to you. I surrender all. I want to live for you from this day forward. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I ask you to come into my life and change me from the inside out. And God, I will live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So if you prayed that prayer with all your heart, then you are saved. And now what you need to do is you need to call someone and tell them that you just asked Jesus Christ into your life and you are saved. There's a man down on the corner Holding a sign You know I think he's right Says the end of time Saw a newsman on TV In a Colorado town Telling how some madman Shot innocent people down God, I hate to think what lies ahead 
we don't get back to the Bible, start doing what Jesus said. We gotta pray like we've never prayed before. We gotta fight like a soldier in a war. Take a stand, every woman and every man down on our knees. We gotta beg and plead. We can't give up. We can't give in. Till God blesses America again. I wonder what old Thomas Jefferson would say if he could come back from the grave and talk to us today. Would he tell us that this country is just what he had in mind? Or would repent and turn to God be the words he cried? All of this low living comes with a high cost And America needs to wake up before everything is lost We gotta pray like we've never prayed before We gotta fight like a soldier in a war Take a stand Every woman and every man Down on our knees We gotta beg and plead We can't give up We can't give in Till God blesses America again Time to put the Ten Commandments back on the courthouse square. Put God's Word back in our schools, open every day with prayer. Let all the preachers start preaching against sin. And maybe then, maybe then, God will bless America again. Maybe then, maybe then, maybe then, maybe then, God will bless America again. friends, make sure you log on to jamespainministries.com or look him up on Facebook. He wants to hear from you. Hey, you can book him for your church or your Christian event. Log on to his website, give him a call, contact James Payne Ministries. So here's one more song by James Payne. of John chapter 14 Jesus said that he would go and build a place for you and me A mansion on a golden street down by a crystal sea Then he said now I 
must go away But I'll leave you the key It's hanging on a nail On an old rugged tree Just outside Jerusalem At a place called Calvary And that key can open heaven's door And lock the gates of hell You'll find that key on that old tree Hanging on a nail Now you don't need no money To buy that heavenly home The price was paid in full Two thousand years ago The title deed was signed in blood And there's a guarantee That all who come to that old cross Will find a bloodstained key It's hanging on a nail on an old rugged tree Just outside Jerusalem At a place called Calvary And that key can open heaven's door And lock the gates of hell You'll find that key on that old tree on a nail That key can open heaven's door And lock the gates of hell You'll find that key on that old tree Friends, if you prayed and asked Jesus Christ into your heart, then we want you to give us a call. Our phone number is 618-383-2107, and we're going to end today's program like we end most of our programs. That's with my testimony in song that I wrote with the help of my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell. And now we've got a new songwriting partner, Dennis McKay, and he has helped us with this song and brought it up to a new level. Here's... Dennis McKay with At the Foot of the Tree off of our brand new CD, Lonesome Road, Volume 1. And yes, you'll be able to get a copy of this CD by calling us, 618-383-2107. Here's Dennis McKay with At the Foot of the Tree. Life lost without hope, 
Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read. His words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Then I called his name. This chance would it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, broken-hearted and lonesome. So long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Those eighteen wheels are rolling down that old lonesome road. I shared the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be, and I tell everybody what's happened to me. How、oh, I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past, but I called his name. This chance could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree, and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, broken-hearted and lonesome. So long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken-hearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a life.